Well, if no one among us is capable of governing himself, then who among us has the capacity to govern someone else? Hello, hardworking Americans. Thanks for tuning in to The Shrewsbury Show. I am your host, Colleen Shrewsbury, and you are listening to 93.3 FM WTRH Ramsey. If you've been paying attention to politics for the last, oh, I don't know, four years since Trump announced that he was running for president, you have undoubtedly noticed the level of what we like to call Trump derangement syndrome, or TDS for short. This is actually a condition of a kind of a psychosis, if you will, of the left. They're going out of their minds over Trump. So why is Trump derangement syndrome so high? And why are the Dems trying to mar his entire presidency with this ridiculous conspiracy hoax investigation? Because he is ripping up everything that has put down roots over the last 50 years and changing the status quo. For 50 years, the status quo has been in the Dems' favor, and now it's dramatically out of their favor. They were in control of immigration, legal and illegal. They were in charge of welfare. They were in charge of taxes. They were in charge of regulations. They had all their insider swamp creatures buried deep within the government, and now they're being rooted out. No one did anything about China or Iran or North Korea, and now someone is actually doing something about all of them. Iran was well on its way to nuclear weapons. North Korea was close to nuclear weapons, too. China was our biggest importer and got most favored nation status year after year. They conducted corporate espionage for years and stole our intellectual property and industrial secrets. And I would imagine most people thought that this was just how it is. Yes, it was a menace and a nuisance, but no one did anything. And Trump is changing that. The issue of immigration was always a topic of conversation, but no one was serious about changing it. We went from a merit-based system to one of chain migration, the visa lottery, catch and release, DACA and DAPA, illegal aliens crossing the border daily and then receiving welfare, free health care and free education, and voting illegally, usually for Democrats. No one was talking about that, at least not loud enough for the left to hear. And not only is Trump talking plenty loud enough for everyone to hear, but he has taken serious steps to change all these things. The Dems see their illegitimate and ill-gotten base disappearing before their very eyes. Nothing was changing on terrorism, and now it's diminishing. They clearly weren't going to do anything about ISIS, and now look. In less than two years, Trump destroyed ISIS. Apparently, trade was a complete disaster for decades, and no one said a thing. But now look what we've got going on. We have bilateral trade agreements instead of these massive trade partnerships like TPP. Manufacturing as an industry was dying, and factories were shutting their doors or moving to other countries. Those factories are not only up and running again and moving back into the United States, but they've put thousands of people back to work, including people who had given up altogether on the idea of finding work. The coal industry was on its way to extinction, but we've resurrected it from the ashes. The steel industry was hurting, the auto industry. Just last year, U.S. Steel restarted Granite City Works, which is a blast furnace and steelmaking plant, right in Granite City. I mean, we've got 
auto companies building multiple new factories right here in the U.S., including Michigan. And boy, wouldn't it be nice to see Detroit resurrected and revived and returned to its former glory as the Motor City. If you stop and think about all that for a minute and have it all listed out one right after the other, you get the picture from 30,000 feet. Little by little over the years, everything that kept this country running and functioning as it should, immigration, employment, industry, it was all falling apart and disappearing. It was like slowly the life was sucked out of the country and now through Trump, God is breathing life back into this country. And that reminds me, abortion is another thing these people were in control of. It was pretty much just a fact of life, no pun intended, that abortion was a given. We have made some serious inroads on life. They thought they were going to stick us with single-payer health care, but Trump got rid of the individual mandate, which left Obamacare a feeble shell of its former self. Religious freedom was eroded so much that Christianity was relegated to hushed whispers behind closed doors. By appointing two conservative judges to the Supreme Court and other conservative judges to the lower federal courts, we have had several significant victories on religious freedom. The media was assumed to be invincible and the guardians of truth. And since 2016, thousands of Americans have woken up to the fact that the media is not objective. The media is not honest. Everything Republicans, conservatives, and independents have been saying for years about the dishonesty of the media is true. The media used to be able to go lie about Republican presidents and the party as a whole and get away with it because the people they lied about never fought back. They gave in and reinforced the lies about them by giving in. The tables have been turned and people see the media for the joke that it is. The other seismic shift that was just assumed would stay put is identity politics and minority voters voting Democrat. I don't know how many thousands of black Americans or Hispanic Americans or women or whatever other minority or supposed victim group you can think of have pulled the wool off their eyes and seen the truth and seen the Democrat Party as the race hustlers and poverty pimps that they are. I think Trump's guts and his just plow through it because we got a job to do mentality has emboldened conservatives to speak up and stand up to the left. For decades, the left thought that they could bully and intimidate conservatives into quiet submission, but all of that is changing now. I would encourage anyone who is looking at this country and feeling discouraged right now to take a step back once in a while and take inventory. God is on the move, and he is doing some mighty work. We just have to open our eyes to see it. Here's a little something that ought to boost your mood. Planned Parenthood in St. Louis had its license revoked for failure to comply with safety standards in Missouri state law. Credit here goes to the Christian Post. Here's a statement from Governor Mike Parson. Planned Parenthood is losing its license because it failed to meet basic standards of care, placed multiple patients in life-threatening situations, performed multiple failed abortions where patients remained pregnant, and intentionally impeded the state's health investigation by not allowing health inspectors to talk to the abortion doctors. If you don't comply with the law, there will be consequences. If you don't provide a standard of care that ensures the safety of women, you shouldn't be allowed to operate. It's that simple. Listen to the response of this lady, uh, Dr. Colleen McNicholas. She's one of the abortion doctors at this clinic. She said that the state of Missouri is on the wrong side of history. 
we will continue providing abortion care for as long as the court protects our ability to do so. Well, apparently you didn't, and that's why your license is revoked. She goes on to say, This decision signals the true motive behind this license renewal mess that has left patients in limbo, uncertain about their health care, to ban abortion without ever overturning Roe v. Wade. Well, I got news for you, sister. Abortion is murder, and courts can't legislate from the bench. Last I checked, murder was against the law, not something for which to shake down taxpayers to fund your death enterprise. The Planned Parenthood facility in St. Louis is the only abortion clinic in the entire state of Missouri, so if this place shuts down, there will be no abortion clinics in all of Missouri. They're still going to operate even though their license hasn't been renewed, but if this place gets shut down, that would make Missouri the first state since 1974 without a functioning abortion clinic. The irony is that Planned Parenthood, which is the largest abortion provider in the United States, had its license revoked because of its failure to complete abortions in several cases. It wasn't that they denied women an abortion. It was that they performed the procedure and the baby lived through it. So the women had to come back to the clinic and have the abortion all over again. In the, I mean, that's just absolutely disgusting in the first place. That's like saying, oh, well, um, I didn't kill the person well enough the first time, so I had to come back and make sure I finished the job. Yes, maybe it is dangerous, the reasons why this clinic is getting shut down or at least having their license revoked, was, you know, lack of safety standards for women. That's not good. I'll say that. But the silver lining here is the possible elimination of a Planned Parenthood facility. So the Trump administration was involved in a legal battle over Title X funds being used for abortions. Credit, again, uh, the Christian Post. The Trump administration had a rule that prohibits Title X funds from being used for abortions, and the Ninth Circuit, of all places, allowed the rule to stay. No, I didn't say that wrong, and you didn't hear that wrong. The Ninth Circuit ruled in favor of the Trump rule of not using federal tax funds for abortions. As a side note, this only goes to buttress my point that the courts are changing in favor of freedom thanks to Trump's appointments. I want people to understand, though, that I don't put Trump on a pedestal. I'm simply pointing out all the good things that are going on under this administration. I would say the same thing about any other president who is doing all these good things. So back to the story. The ruling question came as an announcement from HHS in February. It forbids the use of Title X funds to perform, promote, refer for or support abortion as a method of family planning. Prior to this new rule, abortion referrals were required of Title X facilities and providers were required to counsel patients on abortion. Title X funds are dispensed by the Office of the Assistant Secretary of Health, the Office of Population Affairs, by the Office of Family Planning. Why do we even have an Office of Population Affairs or an Office of Family Planning? I think at some point we're going to have to have a discussion about all the parts of the federal government that need to be cut out. It's time to trim the fat. So, not only are tax dollars not allowed to be used for abortions, but Title X clinics can no longer refer patients for abortions elsewhere. I think this is possibly going to make decent-sized 
dents in the Planned Parenthood bottom line. Liana Wen, who is now the president of Planned Parenthood, called the order, quote, devastating for the millions of people who rely on Title X health centers for HIV tests, birth control, and other services. Well, I can't exactly sympathize with her because those other services she mentioned have been put on the back burner in the last few years at Planned Parenthood, and abortion is the main service they provide. It's their moneymaker. If I could just dissect what she said for a minute. She didn't mention abortion in her statement, which is what this rule is about. She mentioned HIV tests and birth control. Those two things are not abortion, so I don't think that the funding for those operations will be affected. And think about this for a second. Liana Wen is the president of Planned Parenthood, the largest abortion provider in the country. And she was clearly upset that tax dollars will not pay for abortions. But her statement was a poor attempt to pretend that Planned Parenthood operates to provide health care to women who can't afford it. Since abortion is their main focus and largest source of income, and this rule cuts off money for abortions, clearly she's worried about losing their baby-killing money. I seem to remember Cecile Richards, the former president of Planned Parenthood, saying a few years back that Planned Parenthood can operate without the $500 million in taxpayer money that it receives every year. I thought Planned Parenthood was supposed to be a benevolent service to low-income women, not driven by profit motive, but by the idea that they were doing a service to women who might not otherwise receive reproductive care. You see, that's the problem with a lie. There's always a loose string somewhere, and it's easy to find it, to pull it, and unravel the whole thing. No matter what you do, a lie will never become the truth. In other news, doctors and healthcare providers will now be required to tell patients how much their care will cost before receiving the services. President Trump signed an executive order saying as much. Some people might think that this is the government meddling in the free market, but I think it's just the opposite. I think that this actually takes the government out of the equation. This doesn't allow the government to tell healthcare providers how much to charge for their services. It requires the provider to tell the patient how much they are charging for the services. It will also bring transparency to a field that seems like such a mystery when it comes to cost. I've wondered for years why healthcare was so expensive. I can't remember if it was an article I read once or a conversation I had, but I remember someone had asked a doctor why healthcare costs so much. And the doctor's response was, you know, I have no idea why. It really doesn't cost that much to administer. So I have a theory that healthcare has been so expensive because providers can charge that much. Don't get me wrong, doctors are fantastic. It's not an easy profession and we need doctors, but healthcare shouldn't feel so unattainable. This will allow healthcare to function more like the free market than it does now. I really think that this will drive the cost of healthcare down because it will create competition. You ever see two different gas stations across the street from each other and they have prices that differ by pennies or maybe they're an exact match? This is like that. Or maybe you see McDonald's on one side of the street and Burger King on the other. Competition is good for markets. It's good for the consumer. It's good for the producer. You produce a good product at a reasonable price, and chances are patients will want to come to you if you do a good job. People want to get the most bang for their buck. This applies to everything in the market, including healthcare. 
I don't know why the medical field has been treated so differently all this time, but I think it is high time we started applying the same free market principles to healthcare as we do everywhere else. Comparison shopping is a good thing. When you go to buy a car or some other large expensive item, you don't just buy the first thing you see. You look around to see where you can get the best quality for the least amount of money. The same is true of car insurance or even health insurance. The problem comes when patients are billed weeks or months later for a service they thought would be covered, and then you have to fork over a bunch of money you don't have for an unexpected expense. When your monthly budget is so tight that every penny counts, even an extra $25 can throw everything way off. With a solution like this, healthcare providers will be more competitive to get your business and lower their prices to attract more business. For anyone out there who thinks the medical field will lose money by doing this, just ask Walmart how that low prices thing worked out for them. I really think this is so great. I wish that this had been available to me when I had useless insurance because I had such a high deductible and ended up paying everything out of pocket anyway. Or when I had no insurance at all, it would have been very helpful. It would have saved me a whole lot of money, money I didn't have. I remember... I used to ignore health problems until they just got so big I couldn't ignore them because I couldn't afford to go to the doctor. There are people out there now who A, don't have insurance, and B, have such a deductible that is so high that it's pretty useless, or C, they don't have regular health insurance, but they have one of those community bill-sharing plans like MediShare. I think that this will be really good for people who pay for health expenses out of an HSA, too. If you only have so much cash to pay for a service, you're going to shop around and get the best quality for the money that you have. You know, for years, we've been griping about the cost of health care, and finally, we have what I think is a great solution to drive down the cost of health care and save a lot of people a lot of money. Don't poo-poo this. You remember when LASIK eye surgery first came out? It was super expensive. The cost was in the thousands. And now, with competition in the free market, you can get LASIK for like 500 bucks. I think combined with right to try, this could mean the difference between life and death for terminally ill patients. I used to work in a bankruptcy law firm, and I can't tell you how many people came through there with medical bills so outrageous it makes you want to vomit. I can remember a woman who had to file bankruptcy because she had to have an emergency $30,000 surgery and she didn't have health insurance. The saddest thing in the world was that she gave piano lessons to get a little extra money. And in bankruptcy, you have to list all your personal property, especially items worth a significant amount of money. She had to list her piano on her bankruptcy and risk that the trustee might want to sell it to pay some of her creditors. We had another client whose wife had passed away, and she was very sick before she passed. Even though she passed on, her medical bills still had to be paid, and her husband couldn't pay them, so he had to file bankruptcy. If they had been able to get cheaper health care, they might not have had those bills to pay, or at least they might have been lower. How painful it must have been for this man to have to deal with the loss of his wife and on top of that, have creditors breathing down his neck and have to file bankruptcy on top of everything else. These are people in their golden years. No one should have to file bankruptcy in their golden years for anything, let alone something that could have been corrected or at least alleviated through the free market and all the wonders that capitalism provides. Don't misunderstand me. I am not in favor of government intervention and more entitlement programs and government health care. Government health care is a complete disaster precisely because it takes the free market out of the equation. 
I'll say again that this executive order actually takes government out and puts the free market in. I will always choose the free market over government intervention. This has been the Shrewsbury Show. Thanks for listening and tune into 93.3 FM WTRH for more next time.